Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Time now for Curbside with the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. Brought to you by Sliman Brothers. Offering everyday low prices, expert advice, and free delivery. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We're always happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the voice of the Blues, Chris Kerber, here on BK and Ferrario. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. I want to start out with the obvious with you, and that's Jordan Bennington's performance last night. Saved 25 of the 26 shots that he saw. He saved a couple on breakaways that, let's be honest, last month, two months, I'm not sure he would have made those saves what looked different to you last night with Jordan Bennington? Well, I, one, I, I think he just made some saves early in the game and built on that confidence. I think Jordan, he, he's got inner confidence, but but like anybody else, uh, sometimes that's going to wane. And, and uh, the, the one thing, and you guys have heard me say this for a long time now, he's a battler. He's a competitor. He's a gamer. And his back was against the wall. He knew that it was an important start for him. Even though the Flyers were a struggling team, I thought the Flyers came out and actually played a pretty doggone good hockey game. And he made some really key saves early, and that confidence grew as the game went on. So, uh, and what you know what I really like, Brandon, was his comments after the game too, when he talked about he knows what his responsibility is, he knows what his role is, and he knows you know he's accountable to the guys. But it starts with him. He didn't point fingers at anybody with the the slump that he's been in, and he just said, "I've got to do better and keep working hard." And uh, I, I thought he, he gave the performance last night that the St. Louis Blues really needed. Curbs, the other Jordan that I'm curious your thoughts about is Jordan Cairo. I think he only took one shift after the seven-minute mark in the third period last night. And I know you and Joe talked about a couple of the turnovers that happened in the game. You've had extensive conversations with Craig Berube about how he coaches the younger players. And you go back to the Calgary Flames game with Nico Mikola where he didn't have a good game and they sat him in the third just because they wanted to keep his confidence high. Do you think that was a similar situation situation with Jordan Kyrie last night? Yeah, that one felt to me a little bit more like accountability, Alex. Yeah. Uh, you know, not like the Mikola situation was one where it wasn't just it wasn't just Mikola that, that was struggling in that game. I mean, the, the the team wasn't very good in that game, right? So, you know, to me that that there was there was a little bit of a reset, you know, and uh, let's get back at it. And I, I think a similar approach here with Jordan Kyrie, but I think that this one really was about accountability. He had three or four turnovers inside the blue line between there and the top of the circles and sometimes in the middle of the ice, and that created some odd rushes the other way. 
And it's an aspect of the St. Louis Blues game that they've got to get cleaned up as things start to tighten up in these final 30 games, 32 games that they have. And uh, so, you know, he played just over 10 minutes of even strength ice time. He only had five shifts in the second period. He only had the four total shifts in the third period. And, uh, and I think so, I, to me, that, that was a little bit of the tough love. You're not getting it done the way we need you to get it done. And, uh, and you know, maybe didn't play him. Now, what we don't know, and I haven't had a chance to get around Craig Berube to ask it, or Jordan for that matter, is, you know, there was a reason he missed practice in Montreal. I thought he played a really good game in Toronto. Uh, was, was there a nagging injury reason that he missed that practice? It, it, was there something else fired up? In the second part of that game, I don't know. So I'm always a little bit hesitant until I get that question asked. But at least with the turnovers that we saw, it felt like that was a little bit more of a you're not delivering what we need moment, and they use them sparingly the rest of the way. And those, by the way, still big-time coaching moments uh, that, that happened throughout a young player's career. Curbs, I know you don't like t- talking about the trade deadline just yet, but I- I'm going to ask you about three totally unrelated players. Just, you know, your observations on what you I'm saw from them last I just night. like to give Alex grief. I, mean, <laughs> Curbs, I just like to give Alex Curbs, again, that, I found a loophole. I told you, I won't ask it yeah. on post games, but when you're with us, I can't, I can't control that. <laughs> yeah, and I, I haven't had any of those conversations, so I'm fair game. So I'm, I'm just going to ask you about three guys that you watched last night. Again, totally unrelated to the trade deadline. Just want to get your general thoughts on these players. Right. What would you think of Claude Giroux? Justin Braun and Rasmus Ristolainen last night. What did you see from those three in particular? Anything that stood out to you? I, I thought Ristolainen was a really active player in that game. Uh, you saw him make some hits in the corner. You saw him get some real shots out. He, he, he looked pretty solid. Justin Braun is what you got used to seeing when he was in San Jose. Just a solid defenseman, make some good plays, and uh, you know, be physical on the back end. You know, Claude Giroux was really good on the faceoff dot. The Blues had one of, I thought, their worst days on the faceoff dot. Uh, and I know the coaches sometimes chart faceoffs differently than the, the off-ice officials do, and so sometimes those numbers are a little skewed. But last night felt even to, you know, just watching the game lopsided to Philadelphia there. So, um, you know, I don't know what Claude Giroux brings yet, uh, you know, to a team. I, is He's one of those interesting guys, Brandon, to me, where – what role do you play? You know, if you go to Colorado, you're not playing in a top six role. If you go to St. Louis, you're, you know, you're likely not in a top six role. So, you know, Toronto, I heard a report today where Toronto was looking for a top six forward and I'm sitting there thinking, what? Yeah, they were, I mean, they they were in the a... conversations for JT Miller. And uh, I, I think I saw them connected to another top forward. I'm like, what are we doing here? Well, you know, the part that the part about that, that is almost, I guess, exciting, but I just don't see it playing out that way is whether it be Toronto, whether it be Edmonton. I mean, are we going to get back to uh, where there's just a team that says, man, defense be damned. We're just going to outscore you, you know, and, 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 and try and win playoff games, six, four, you know, five, three kind of thing. Maybe, maybe we're headed that way. I don't know, but um, you know, Philadelphia is in an interesting situation. I was talking to some of the folks there yesterday, guys, and it's just a season that just, didn't work it just didn't go I mean everybody to a man I talked to three different people in that organization yesterday and they loved what what uh, what Fletcher's doing as the general manager they love the direction you look at the players that are on IR and there's a lot of guys that are missing a lot of time 
you know, Ryan Ellis was supposed to come in and play 22, 24 minutes a game for them, be their number one defenseman. He's played four games. And then they just never, they never got their stride. They never got their confidence. They changed coaches. It didn't change a thing. So when it comes to a guy like Claude Giroux and some of the, the culture of that organization, it may be time for him to move on just so the organization can kind of go in a different direction. Can I just ask you a, just a quick follow-up on Giroux, just because I find him to be fascinating since he does have the ability to kind of de- determine where he's going to go. It reminds me a little bit of the Nolan Arenado situation uh, with the Cardinals. Like if he says, hey, I want to go to either uh, the Blues, the Wild, or Colorado, for example, and, and the Blues end up having the best offer, just out of curiosity, if you'll walk down this path with me, Curbs, you said you, you're not sure what the role would be that he would have here in St. Louis. At that point, would you drop Barbie down to the fourth line? Like, where do you think he would fit if they decided to add him? Well, I, yeah, I, I think uh, I the, the, the challenge for me is I really like Braden Shen as a centerman on this team. I, I still think his best hockey has been played as a centerman, and maybe I'm just too dug in on that one. I mean, he, he's been leading the team in points since January 1st, so I, and, and some of those games have been on the wing, so maybe I should soften that a little bit. But, yeah, I, I mean – at, at, at that point, yes, you, I could see Ivan Barbashev going back down to to the fourth line, you know. But what this team, the makeup of this team, Brandon, at this point in time, is they they've got such good talent on the top three lines that those lines, and, and it's hard enough for them to try and find ice time for all those key guys in the game. I mean, Braden Shin has talked about sometimes you go into a game and you might just play fourteen minutes. That's tough when you're used to eighteen or nineteen minutes, and that could depend on special teams. Their fourth line over their last 10 games has been used more in that traditional 6-10 to 10 minute mark that, that you, you've seen fourth lines for ages used in the National Hockey League. So how this team is built is, is, is different than what we saw just a, a few years ago. So, you know, obviously, you know, he fits in as, as a center role, but the key, the key to keep in mind here is for the St. Louis Blues is it's got to be dollars in, dollars out right now because they're up against the cap. They clearly need some help defensively. I think that's the direction they're going to go if they can find it. Um, but to me, even on the defensive side, it's what do you do with a Scott Perunovich? Because he does have the option to stay in the minors, even though they'd like him to play here. You know, what do you do with a Jake Wallman? If, if you go out and get a defense, if you bring somebody in, and this is assuming nobody's hurt and you can't take advantage of LTIR, you know, you, it's going to end up being a dollars-in, dollars-out situation here for the St. Louis Blues. All that, all that plays into it. This, when it comes to the trade deadline, and I'm not adverse to talking about the trade deadline. I just like giving Alex probably a little bit of grief. Uh, but, but, you know, t- to me, this situation is one that is going to be intriguing to play out because you've got, you've got the bottom eight teams in the East that are pretty much out of it, except for maybe Columbus. You've got four or five teams in the West at this point that I think are pretty much out of it. How soon they're going to be made, but again, so many of these teams are up against the cap. The trades are, are going to be difficult that you're going to have to sometimes pull in a third team. I think sometimes the longer teams wait towards the trade deadline this year could mean that some deals just don't get done because they can't figure out a way to do the math. And, and Giroux fits in that category be, you know, because of where he's at in the cap hit. Final question. We'll get you out of here on this one, Curbs, and thanks so much for the time as always. Who do you think starts on Friday uh, in net against Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, you Riz asked me that this morning when I was on the Rizzuto show, and I said, I don't know. Like, and I really don't. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I could see both guys getting the start. I could see justifying both. Um, 
I like me personally, guys, I'd like to see them get Jordan Bennington back on track because it answers a lot of questions. It eases certain situations with this team, both in the immediate and potentially moving forward in terms of what decisions are made with, with Billy Huso be, being an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. I still think kind of a long-term picture with this team involves having Jordan Bennington right. So if he had a good feel on that one and you can get him another one on Friday, I'm in favor of going that direction while you've got uh, the ability to do so. He's Chris Kerber. We'll hear him on the call on Friday night. Blues versus Sabres at home. A quick uh, one one off at home, and then they get right back to the road. Just basically one home game over the course of a month. It's kind of wild the way that the schedule ended up playing out. Kerbs, we're looking forward to hearing you and Joey on the call on Friday night. We'll talk to you again next week. Enjoy the call, and we'll talk to you soon, my man. All right, guys. Have an awesome week.